Hey, uh, you want to hear something intense? Yeah. Go build me a tent and I'll tell you something. Go build you a tent? What kind of tent do you want? What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Gizmo's Corner. Uh, today, calling in, I have the Norse god himself, Jeremy. Jeremy, how the hell are you, my man? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. How about yourself? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, thanks for calling in, man. Not a problem. <laughs> I mean, except for the problems, but that's behind us now. <laughs> It's it's a happy accident, even though I'm not happy about it. It's it's a fuck. It, we're good. All right, uh, all right, guys. So today we are going to be talking about latest movie in horror, scary stories to tell in the dark. Just came out about a week ago, and now we are going to talk about it. The best, the worst, the whatever parts of it. We are talking it. Before we get to that, though, ah. Jeremy, there is so much controversy going on these days. Am I right? It really? Are you? Mm, I think you're wrong. I, it's it's I twenty. Like that's a long. <laughs> it's twenty nineteen, right? Uh, yeah, it's twenty nineteen. There's no controversy. Ah oh, man, where the fuck did we go wrong? <laughs> All right, we are going to be uh, discussing a lot of controversy that's been happening lately. Try to not get too political about it. I, I don't really like talking about politics on here, but we are going to be discussing uh, the movie we talked about last week, The Hunt, being pulled from its release date now due to, I don't know, uh, gun violence or political beliefs, uh, what have you. There's no real reason behind it, except Universal has pulled it from being released at this point. Uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, video game news. But in a very negative way, because Walmart has decided to pull not their not the video games themselves, but displays and advertisements for video games uh, showing violence. Uh, also, movies that show violence and any kind of hunting or anything, I guess, that shows a gun being fired uh, is going to be removed from their TV. So we're going to get into that. Uh, we do have a couple trailers we're going to talk about as well. We have Low Tide and Jeremy, what's the name of the other movie? The Kill Team. The Kill Team. We're going to be talking about these two trailers. Jeremy, did you have a good time trying to call in? I, I'm sorry, what, what was that, sir? I, I said, did you have a good time trying to call in? I'm, I'm sorry, what, what, was, what was that? Did I have fun trying to go in? Go, no, no, no not... It's been a blast. It's been a blast, Rob. All right, man. Uh, well, usually I just go right into it, man. But since we uh, got off to a late start here, uh, I'm going to throw the ball in your corner. Uh, do you want to get into the controversialness of topics or you want to start off with some trailers? What are your thoughts? Uh, you know, let's, let's start with the controversy. Let's get this right out of the way. I feel like we'll start on a happy note and we'll only build up. That's, that's the way to go. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's knock the controversy out. Let's start off with the hunt being pulled from theaters, uh, or at least the release. When I first uh, heard about this, I was uh, kind of torn. I was a little shocked, but then at the same time, I wasn't really shocked because usually 
anytime we have a situation where there is something in the world that happens, a movie that is coming out around that time, there's going to be a little bit of controversy with it. So uh, like last year we had uh, Death, uh, shit, the Bruce Willis remake. Um, the one where he was in Chicago. Yeah, uh, Death, Death Wish. I actually never even saw that. It was Death Wish. Yeah, last last year the movie Death Wish was coming out after a shooting had occurred, and it was uh, it was in the limelight for a little bit, but the movie was still released. Jeremy, what do you think about something like this? When you have a movie, it's meant for entertainment. It's not meant to you know affect you in a negative way. It can, I understand that, but it's not meant to do that. But man, what are your thoughts with uh, the movie being pulled after uh, you know everything that has gone on in the country? So. I think it's um, a great marketing campaign for them to do this. I think it's great, great, great for them uh, because now it's, it's part of a controversy. People are talking about the hunt. I had seen the trailer before, but uh, I didn't really care about it. I was like, oh, that's a Hunger Games ripoff. And then, well, now I'm interested in actually seeing it. So they got my ticket sale by pushing it back. Uh, however, the actual non-conspiracy side of it is it, it's just a little, um, I don't know. To me, this isn't a movie about a mass shooting, so why is it being pulled? It's just, a, like I said, kind of like a Hunger Game ripoff. You nailed that pretty well. I, I do agree with you. It is a good advertisement technique. Because like you said, you people did not know about this movie. I happened to see a trailer for it when I was late getting into Crawl last month. Uh, it was the last trailer to be played, and I was like... Okay, yeah, it looks just like, you know, like you said, The Hunger Games or Most Dangerous Game or Surviving the Game, any kind of movie where it's people hunting people. It's it, We've seen it before. It's nothing new. Where a lot of people are saying the controversy is coming from is because it's, uh, th this is where it gets kind of silly to me. It's uh, viewed as targeting conservatives. So the people that are being hunted are conservatives and the people doing the hunting are liberals. Uh, that it, it's they say this because the characters when they say what states they're from, uh, they're red states, more or less. And yeah. like I, I I didn't think that until I started hearing that. And I, I'm not really buying that as much, but I can see it having something to do with it, especially about all the other shit that's been going on lately. But we're not going to get into all that. <laughs> it's definitely a bit much. May, I mean, I'm sure the directors and writers know, and maybe they're trying to push a message where it is it is Trump supporters uh, getting hunted down by the Hillary Clintons of the world. But from what I saw in the trailer, it kind of looks like that this movie is going to paint the Trump supporters as the good guys and the liberals or the Hillary Clintons of the world as the bad guys. And as far as I was able to understand it, it's the, the more conservative people that want this movie pulled. But why? It's, it's literally like a fantasy for most of you guys where you have a hero being able to get back at the liberal city elite. Yeah, definitely. I don't. I agree with you. I don't understand if you're being painted as the protagonist in some cases. Why, why would you be affected by that? But... I can see why they're affected by it. If this is the case, if this is the truth, it is because they are in fact being hunted and 
you know, they don't want to see people getting joy out of them being hunted. Um, but man, yeah, back to the, this being a great advertisement, again, nobody heard about this. And now that it is in the limelight of everyone saying, oh man, I can't believe this is Gampola. I can't believe, bro, this is the exact same shit that happened back in the day with Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat came yeah. out and it was being perceived as this most, the most violent video game ever made. Uh, you know, it's one of the first video games to introduce blood in fighting. And, you know, the mothers of America were completely against it. And the fact that there was such an uproar about that fucking video game, everybody had to have it. And now we're getting this movie, which I would have gone and seen. But now that the choice is taken for me, I'm really pissed off and I want to see it even more. And I feel like that is exactly what is going to happen uh, with the general public. Now there's this focus on this movie and people are going to want to see it. For sure, yeah. Yeah, I, well, and you brought up Mortal Kombat, which, uh, yeah, great example. They, it, it's, it's the same thing. It's 100% the same thing. They're just saying, it's, oh, this, we, we have to make, make the release date different because there's controversy. There's only controversy because you're removing the release date. Like, who, where were the people that actually, I want to meet one of these people. Are they like the donut, the, the, or bagel bagel boss guy is it just people screaming to scream like I feel like there's no way the general public uh, actually cares and it, it's just marketing and advertising and trying to get more bodies into the theater for what's probably not going to be a great movie it's going to be fun but the story is not going to be there <laughs> No, not at all. It's definitely no story. It's a it's a dumb, fun action thriller horror movie. Um, yeah, you, you're not going to take anything like this seriously. It, it this it really does suck though because it, this really does feel like a form of censorship. And with film, video games, uh, music, I. I it's a form of art and I don't feel like art should ever be censored. And if it is censored, it's a porno and you just can't censor it. It's, it's not fair because you're taking the choice away from us. And I, and I, it really, it really does piss me off. All they said was it is getting pulled from its release date, which it does mean that we still probably will get it eventually. Maybe not in the theater. Maybe we'll get it on a streaming service like we did with the interview with Seth Rogen and uh, James Franco. You know, that movie was... Oh, that was another one. Yeah, that, that was pulled from the theater, and then we got that uh, through streaming or direct. To be fair, I feel like the interview is actually one that probably should have been pulled, because oh. it, it was like a point of conflict between us and another nation. <laughs> like, it was, there was an actual controversy there. It wasn't just, like, people getting upset because... Oh, like no it was making fun of a a dictatorship regime regime and and they threatened uh bombing i believe it was there were definitely i remember several bomb threats possible just the north koreans being crazy so you know whatever but like that one i can kind of understand why movie theaters were like we're not playing because we and that was shortly after, I believe, the um, shooting in the movie theater, the Aurora, I want to say it's Aurora, uh, Colorado shooting. Uh, so a lot of uh, theaters were on edge for that specific movie. You're, you're absolutely... That's one of the few that I can actually agree should have gotten full. You're, you're absolutely... 
Yeah, dude, you're absolutely you're absolutely right with that. That's that is one uh, we do not deserve to be nuked over a fucking movie. I absolutely agree with you. It should have been pulled. Yeah, that that movie. I I mean, if <laughs> if we're on a you know red alert where you know lives are in danger, yeah, pull the fucking movie. That's fine. You know, I totally get that. If that's what the the reasoning for this being pulled was because Universal didn't want to have a situation where there would be movie theaters getting shot up because of it, I would understand that as well. I would understand that, but. But it, it just doesn't seem like that's what the case was for it. But even even still, like I we can we can assume literally any movie that comes out, there is a threat because we live in America right now. There's a threat that there's a school there's there's gonna be a shooter that comes in and starts shooting people because it happened during a Batman movie, one of the Dark Knight movies. Like, it can happen during any movie, at any time. Everyone is, like, it's a constant fear that Americans now have. Without getting too into the politics of it, it's just, it's, like, last I heard there was, like, 250-something in America this year. Mass shootings, like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so it, I feel this one specific, this, the movie The Hunt, if there's, it's going to be a psycho if there is a shooting. But none of that, like, I doubt there were legitimate threats. I doubt anything actually came of it. It's just people being on the internet being like, this makes me mad because I don't understand trailers. <laughs> You're seeing two, two minutes of a 90-minute movie. It's like, you're not seeing the whole thing. That's another thing, too, man. Lot. You don't know what's going on. That's another thing too, man. If you, you're taking something out of context, I, I mean, we do that good in America as well. We take things out of context. We'll, you know, hear one part of an interview that's an hour long and we'll hear like 10 seconds of it and uh, it'll be degrading somebody or like a, a stand-up comedy routine where somebody uh, jokes about, you know, abortion or, you know, something very sensitive to that nature, but they don't, it, there's a difference between hearing something and reading something too, you know, but yeah. Two minutes of a trailer for a 90-minute-plus movie, you can't judge it until you see it. Like, that's like somebody seeing a trailer for, I don't know, uh, let's say um, Black Widow. Let's say the trailer for Black Widow is released and someone says, I'm not seeing that movie, it's dumb. It's like, you don't know it's dumb because you haven't fucking seen it. Go see it and then you tell me it's dumb. And then we can have a talk about it. (laughs) <laughs> you're not going to sit here and tell me something is stupid or insensitive when you haven't seen the full thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's really what, it, like, it, it's just, you don't know. It kind of seems like in, in the movie The Hunt that they are making the main female character, like, the hero. So, so it, it's, like, first off, it's like the conservatives are being made the heroes, and then the, the lead hero is a female. Like, that's, I feel like that's a win of a movie, just in general. That just seems like a good, good win of a a, a movie over uh, what what could possibly, what else could possibly be happening. Like, why, why is this one getting so much? It, yeah, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, me and you were, me and you were definitely on the same page with this. Uh, minus the fact that you know these people are being hunted. I mean, we have another hunting movie that's also coming out this year with Ready or Not. It, it's 
It's a girl being hunted in a house by a bunch of people. Like it's, we're still getting a movie about somebody being hunted. So I don't understand yeah, what, yeah. what it, makes it, it different. It has to be a marketing scheme. And it, it's sad that they're using like mass shootings that are happening to try and make the movie The Hunt more popular. Because yeah. that's kind of now what it seems like they're doing. Yeah, because I mean, I'm... And something else I've been uh, hearing is like, you know, you have this uh, star-studded cast and I'm like, who the fuck is in this movie that makes it a star-studded cast? You got Hilary Swank and the guy from uh, It's Always Sunny. Yeah, I don't, I didn't remember seeing anyone in there that I, there's no stars. There's like, like the guy, the one like handsome dude, he was in, you know, Smallville playing Green Arrow at one point. He was in the first episode of Aquaman. And I think he was in like a, a cheerleading show or something. But and then the one dude from Boy Meets World. And I think the lead girl is from the show Glow on Netflix. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure she is. She looks familiar. But like, it, it's See, not I'm, as... I'm terrible with that and actors like names and faces I'm like I remember seeing that person in somewhere at some point <laughs> I'll never figure out where or when yeah well, like I mean there it's not a star-studded cast I mean there are people that have been in things but it's not like we've got Brad Pitt Tom Cruise Will Smith and Jack Nicholson in a movie together you know what I mean yeah and if we did I'd be seeing that movie whatever it could literally just be those people sitting at a table talking i'd go see that movie <laughs> they they have my they have my ticket uh, too bad it's getting pulled because people don't like to talk in this country man <laughs> <laughs> um all right, dude. Let's uh, let let's move away from that topic. Um, let's. Yeah. I think we said all we got to say about it, and everyone else has already said their opinion. So let, let's move on to um, uh, Happy Wally World. Is uh... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wally World is getting some shit from people. They are in fact pulling their. See, when I first heard about this, I heard that they were pulling the video games themselves from the shelves. See, I heard that they've denied doing that. They're not pulling the video games, they're just pulling the artwork and posters of anything that may be perceived violent. Correct. So, So, like, if they had cardboard cutouts of Wolfenstein, that's taken down, that's being thrown into the garbage, being burned. If they had posters for Call of Duty or, I don't know, Gears of War, what, what, I, I, I don't know video games that well. Um, <laughs> if Neither they ha- do I. If, <laughs> <laughs> we're the perfect people to be talking about video games. Uh, <laughs> Anything that shows a gun or a knife or anything violent, they're removing any marketing or advertisements for it. And that, that includes anything being shown on the TVs in the electronics section. So they're not going to be showing violence from a, you know, seen from a TV show or from a movie or from a video game. Even hunting, they're removing hunting from their broadcasting, if you want to call it broadcasting, at Walmart. I'm just really happy that Walmart is, you know, taking the step. They're being a leader in, in the world where they're like, you know what, this is too far. We cannot show people being violent while you're buying guns. <laughs> Actual legitimate fucking guns that are 20 feet away from the violent video game. We're, we're still going to have those. But we're, anything that shows any picture of a gun, we can't, we can't have. The yeah. actual guns in the lockup case, those are good, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll keep the real guns out for everyone to see, but we don't want them to see pictures of them. Yeah, yeah, pictures. 
pictures are bad, guys. Pictures are bad. Ugh. It, it, I under, like, I hate to say it, but I understand, like, the retail uh, mindset where they're like, oh, we gotta react, we gotta react, and, and they, you know, oh, our customers say this will help, this blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm sure Walmart doing it because they had so many customer complaints that they they now see it that it's going to be profitable to take this sign and uh, the signs and posters down that's the only reason they're doing it they do not care about anything else even the fact that the one of the most recent shootings in was was in a walmart um i i i'm not going to say walmart doesn't care because that's a little harsh but they it doesn't affect their bottom line, whereas customers refusing to shop at Walmart because Walmart's not taking a stand does affect their bottom line. And that's that's what they're trying to respond to. They don't actually care about saving, like, if the marketing actually saves my one the, the money. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's corporate America. They're, all they care about is the money. And you are right. It's not to say that they don't care. I think them taking the step and uh, I, I'm not going to say taking the step to remove the advertisements. Uh, it's, a, it's an action. It's a step. They're, they're doing it. It's, yeah. I mean, you, you can say they are trying by doing it, but like we just said, they still have their guns visible on the floor. If you want to make an actual step, sure. Still sell guns. Put the shit in the back behind a curtain like they do at the triple X store. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yep. you, you walk... and have like a catalog on a desk that people can. Oh, I'd like to buy this one here. Uh, and and then the employee goes, gets the gun, brings it out. Hmm? Uh, see, I should be in marketing somewhere. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's uh, it's such like a silly move, especially because none of those things—video games, movies, media, just media in general are not what cause mass shooting, any kind of shooting. I, I agree with you. I, I don't believe, and I think it's a it's sad that this topic has to be brought up again, especially by, you know, our, our leader in the Oval Office. You know, it, him bringing that up again, like saying that we have to worry about the violence in video games and like, no, no, no. Like, can it trigger somebody? Maybe. I don't think it's the leading cause for somebody to do something like that. If it, if it triggers something, well, now it's tricked. Like, you have to have the whole mechanism to trigger. Like, there's other parts. The video game might be what shows them how to kind of do it, but they have to have the want to actually kill people. Which I played, and I'm I'm pretty sure I can I can say this safely. I played well over thirty thousand hours of video game in in my lifespan, probably way more than that because there were days of a massive multiplayer online game that the name's just dodging me right now. It's not. I just don't want to mention it. But I, I'd be up for three days straight playing that game. I've never gone out and killed anyone nor have I ever really wanted to kill anyone. So it's like obviously it doesn't affect everyone so it's not the cause. Everyone that's playing video games isn't going out and murdering people so it's not the cause. It, it could be some, a part of it, but it's a very small part, and it, it, 
it's not the one that we should actually be talking about. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Um, it's it's not something that we should be talking about. It's unfortunate that that is what's being talked about. And, you know, for the past however many years these shootings have been happening, you know, people have been trying to have more control over the guns issue. And I personally, myself, I, you know, I think the Second Amendment is, it's a little loose. Um, you can play around with the words, with what it actually says. I do believe that people should be allowed to have guns. The type of guns, though, I think is what should be brought into question, which I think a lot of people are trying to do. Uh, I don't want to get too deep into the topic because it's a very sensitive subject and, you know, I don't want to upset anyone by saying the wrong thing. But I mean, fuck it, man. Like, it, there's no reason someone needs an AK-47 or an M16, anything that's blasting out a ton of ammo in a short amount of time. Handguns are one thing for protection. I mean, if the cops have guns for protection, I do believe a civilian should have a gun for protection. So, I'm sorry, finish your thought. Uh, what were you gonna say? All right, so I, I, I think it should be the right of, of any American to own whatever gun that they so want. I just believe that there should be a lot of um, background screening and mental health uh, screening and stuff before you're allowed to get certain guns. But there are collectors out there that just want the gun to have the gun because they collect all AK from one to however, I don't know, guns that much. They, they collect bazookas, they collect tanks, whatever, whatnot. I feel like, are there just people that want it because they want that gun? Uh, they like the look of it, you know, whatever. It should be their right to have that. There are also people that want to be able to defend themselves from threats that aren't just somebody breaking into their house. They may believe that the government is going to, like, the government should be held in check by the citizens. So they should, if they pass background tests or background checks and mental health tests and they keep their guns regulated, they should be allowed to have whatever gun they want. It should be very difficult to get these guns, saying, like, a year to five-year processing period to get one of those guns. And if you're found with a gun that you don't have the processing for, you should be thrown in jail. Eh, whatever, whatever, you know, have the book thrown at you. The law book thing. Make it severe so people don't want to break that law. And it should be done nationwide because people are always like, oh, Chicago or whatever city has really strict gun laws and they're super violent and everyone has a gun. Because the town next over doesn't have strict guns. They can just drive 20 minutes and get a gun. They don't care. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah I, I, do, I do not... I went on a rant there. I'm sorry. No, no, it's okay. It happens. I, I go on rants all the time. Usually I'm by myself, though. I do not disagree with you about, you know, you should be allowed to collect whatever you want to collect. I mean, I'm a collector of, a, of like, you know, I have a million Blu-rays and DVDs. I have a million figures and statues in my house, um, you know, signed artwork. Like, yeah, I, I, I understand collecting things. I, I do understand that people collect different styles and grades of weapons. Uh, and I, I do agree with you that people should be allowed to collect them. I agree with you heavily that background checks, though they are done, I believe they could be done better. And I do believe if there is the slightest chance that someone has a mental issue, and when I say mental issue, I mean schizophrenic, um, a sociopath, psychotic, shows any form of psychosis, they should not be allowed to have any kind of gun. Oh yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you were definitely on the same page then with that. Yeah. So have you played Wolfenstein? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's, uh, I'm actually not a big fan of shooters. 
maybe that's why I haven't shot anything up. Oh, I just don't play shooters, you know? That That's probably Gosh. It. So Wolfenstein came out a couple weeks or a few weeks ago, just before you know, and it, it's a you know it's a heavy shooter, violent violent game. Um, man, I just, I just wanted to throw out a couple other games that I remember being controversial back in the day. There we had a. Do, do you remember State of Emergency? Was that? I feel like that was a zombie game. No. No, was you're it? you're legit set in. I don't remember State of Emergency then. You're set in uh, a, a game that takes place in different um, social areas, so. Um, I remember the one level was a mall and you literally run around the mall doing missions and you shoot pretty much everyone. That's a game, uh, <laughs> that was highly controversial, um, just because it was a public, you're shooting civilians walking around the mall. And I, I remember that game was almost pulled off the shelves. Um, I mean, the creators of that, it, it's a little tasteless. It's very tasteless, uh, that kind of game. But, you know, then we also had GTA. Well, there's, um... I mean, G- GTA is fine. I think that's hardly a violent game. You know, you just go in and you're trying to you're trying to make yourself uh, better in the community. That's that's what I see. And you know, you use the, the you use the mods to make the truck so that when you drive through drive on the highway, tr- uh, cars fly past. That's not shooting. That's GTA's fun for the whole family. GTA, I think, is one of the most ridiculous, uh, controversial games uh, ever displayed because I remember one of the things was being like, it's teaching our kids how to kill a hooker. It's like, yeah, I mean, if your kid's fucking a hooker, you know, that's that's a bigger issue. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> you know, re- that, you could look at that too, man. Starting at home. Start at home with your kids. Let them know that they shouldn't be buying hookers or killing hookers. You know, don't... Don't don't attack the video games. Don't attack the movies. Uh, d- be a good parent. Talk to your kids. Make sure your kids are healthy. Get them. The, y- y- take care of them. Be a good fucking parent. Don't attack entertainment. If you don't want them playing the game, don't buy the game for them. If they're old enough to buy the game, leave them the fuck alone. They're a grown ass adult. They can do whatever the fuck they want. But. Up until they're 18, they're your responsibility. Take care of them, watch them, be a good parent. Yeah, and I'd also, um, just with this whole thing, I'd like to state that there were mass shootings before video games even existed. Just so, like, 100% we, we can say that video games don't cause mass shootings. So, and there's also been, like, a lot of studies. Can I give you a number? No. Uh, tons that like prove that there's no link between video game usage and even violent video game usage like uh grand theft auto uh modern warfare like those those types of very violent shooting first person shooting games there's no link between people that play those and being a mass shooter um it's incredibly rare that like even the people that do mass shootings, there's a good amount of them that don't actually play video games. Even modern ones, like modern uh, mass shooters that just don't play video games because they're usually not in the norm of society, so why would they be doing something everyone else is doing? Yeah, the, the, what you're saying is like usually the person is, you know, they're a form of outcast normally. Socially, not socially well, I, I can't think, I can't, come up with the right word to say that so i mean they're not socially uh adept there you go they're usually they're yeah they're usually socially inept people um 
and th- who have had like there's there's always warning signs other than oh he spent 27 hours on the gets like that's rare usually these people are obsessive about physical actual guns usually they they're actually bullies in school they're not like nerds who get bullied um uh, i mean in some looking at the, the facts and i mean I'm, I'm not saying they're all but um i'm sure there's one or two nerds out there that that done mass shootings i i, I know like the columbine kids they were notoriously the bullies of that school it can go both ways, whether it's like a bully or the one who's being bullied. I, I can't say why, what leads them to do it, but I mean, you can kind of put the pieces together why someone who is being bullied would go to that level. It's it's a it's a it's a slippery slope. I, I don't want to get too deep into like what leads into the the actions happening. So we're gonna cut it right there, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm okay with that. Okay. I think I've had enough of the controversial talk for, for the day. All right, man. I'm glad. You know what, Brit, man? Uh, I'm I'm so I'm so happy you chose the the shitty stuff to talk about first. I'm glad we could start talking about some fun topics now. So uh, we're gonna talk about the kill team. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, the kill team. What a great movie trailer. It was a uh, yeah trailer. This is gonna be the most fucked up episode anyone listens to, man. I'm <laughs> okay, so um, well, actually, I don't think this one is that is gonna be that violent of a movie based off of the trailer. I think it's gonna be more of a philosophy movie. Like, what would you do in this situation? How would you react? Because that's kind of how it's seen. it's it's a whistle blower uh, plot line whistle whistleblower is yeah that's a that's a good term to use for it uh what would you do if you're surrounded by a bunch of people that are doing one thing you don't feel comfortable with it so do you go along with it or do you say something um that whistleblower is a perfect word yeah go ahead if you want to describe the trailer feel free (laughs) okay i'll describe (laughs) this one about it I'll describe this when you take low tide. The movie revolves around Wolf. Uh, one of the Wolf brothers uh, plays a young soldier uh, in the army over in Afghanistan with his crew. And when he's over there, his unit, he witnesses them uh, going over the top and treating civilians or m- we really don't know if they're civilians or if they're actually uh, bad people, but uh, they they pretty much become judge and executioner at that point. They they see someone that's different from them that lives in Afghanistan and they they kill them, they torture them, they and they have a blast doing it which is uh, pretty sick in it. And the wolf brother, he he doesn't know what to do. He's not into the idea of going along with his comrades or, you know, his brothers to act out like this because that's not who he is. He thinks it's wrong. So now he's put in the situation where more or less he tells on his unit is what you get from the trailer he rats them out and they become aware of it and now it's a matter of fact a matter of viewing it as them knowing he did and what they're gonna do to him within this story i'm very fascinated by it it's uh, apparently based on true events yeah i believe back in 2009 it said that this happened yeah so i'm I'm intrigued by this because you don't really know what's going on in the world and you hear stories and what the media shows you. So it's intriguing when you see something different than what you usually hear about. I'm intrigued by it. Um, 
usually something like this isn't my cup of tea, but I'm I'm very intrigued by it. Uh, what are what are your thoughts on it, man? Um, I mean, it's it's not for me. I'm not a big fan of um, movies along these lines. My mom's probably gonna go see it. She loves movies like this. Um, there's no uh, ghost demons, and it's modern, so you know, not not my cup of tea. So. But it does seem interesting. Uh, there were a couple lines in the trailer, like the "You are alone." When the sergeant looks at the the guy, the whistleblower, he's like, "You are alone here." <laughs> like, mm, that was a threat. And then there was the the scene where they were doing target practice, and they're like, uh, "Hey, go get the target. We're not gonna shoot you." And then the guy loads his fucking gun, <laughs> like. He, mm, he cocks his gun, yeah. Kind of horror but like real horror, horror, like something you actually... I could see this happening to way too many people being put in situations like that, and that is scary because it's it definitely intimidating to think about what I would do in that because I'm not a very confrontational person. I would probably just put my head down and be like, well, I'm not going to kill anyone, but I'm not... <laughs> But maybe I would call and be like, oh, these guys are being mean. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tough call. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, guys, if you haven't I, seen the, the trailer for this, I think there's actually a documentary that came out uh, a few years ago as well in 2014 with the same title revolving around uh, this actual incident. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't I either. It popped up on, uh, on YouTube mean, when I looked it up. I mean, I'm probably... If it goes on like one of the streaming services, I'll probably give it a watch. But I'm definitely not gonna pay money to see it. Yeah. Um, outside of what I pay every month for uh, <laughs> streaming services. Yeah. I'm, it's not one of my movies. Uh, I'm the same. I'm 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 pretty picky and choosy about the movies I go to see. War movies are usually not my thing. Uh, so uh, I, I'm probably not going to see this. And like you said, if it pops on a streaming service, uh, it's it's unlikely I'll watch it. Yeah, it's, it, I might. Um, because it just does have like kind of a true crime element to it, especially now that I, like if I watch the doc, if I go and watch the documentary you just told me about, I'm definitely going to watch the actual movie when it's available to watch. But, um, and I mean, I, I, I do like true crime, especially in like military true crime because it's to a whole nother level of serious because everyone has guns and you think our military is held to a high standard and then you realize that they're not. Yeah. So it's a, it's an, it's an eye opening movie. I think it's gonna, I think this is one that's actually going to cause uh, controversy when it comes out. Well, when I when I saw the title and then started the trailer, I was like, "Yeah, here we go. This is gonna." Yeah, I thought the same thing when I first saw it. But uh, yeah, guys, that, those are our thoughts on uh, the Kill Team. If you haven't checked out the trailer, go watch it out. It'll it could give you chills. Let's go on to trailer number two. We got Low Tide. This is actually a fun uh, fun trailer to talk about because I actually know a lot of people that are in this movie. The actual concept revolving around the trailer it actually kind of reminds me a little bit it's kind of like a mix between uh almost uh the perfect not the perfect score a simple plan with billy bob thornton uh stand by me it's got a feel of that maybe the goonies because of the gold but uh man what are your what are your thoughts on low tide i i i'm interested uh i will i will probably if i get invited to go see this one in the theaters 
I will I will say yes. Uh, will I initiate a a party to go see it? No. But I, if I get invited, yeah, I definitely see it. It looked interesting. I mean, once again, I'm not great with faces, but was that the one kid from it? Yeah, it sure was. But I I thought so, and I I liked him in it, so I'll probably like now I'm more interested in seeing him in that uh, and seeing him grow as an actor because I thought he did a great job. I'm sure he's in other things that I've seen as well. But what I don't like about the trailer is that I hate when it's just like the one bully kid. Uh, I think this kid's name was Red. It's just a psycho. Like why? What? Why? I've never once in my life, and maybe I just live a privileged life, I've never once met that archetype of a character who's just, I'm older than you, and I'm a fucking psycho, because it's fun. (coughs) What? I don't like when people lie to me, but I'm a criminal. (laughs) Are you kidding me right now? That's step one of being a criminal, you gotta lie. I gotcha. But... (laughs) I see it as like a fun movie. It's probably gonna be good. Yeah, I, I, I can see it. Very, I can see it being very good. Uh, just based on what it seems like the movie's gonna be about, it doesn't really tell you a whole lot in the trailer what uh, the actual story is gonna be, or who. You get a rough idea. It is an A twenty four movie, and that movie usually, or that studio usually delivers movies that are pretty good. I mean, we got uh, Hereditary that uh, came out last year, and Midsummer, which came out this year. Uh, and a whole bunch of other movies by A24. Usually their movies land pretty nicely with, uh, you know, the public. Yeah, dude, this one, this one I, I, I got to see. I got to, you know, I got to represent. Like I, like I said, I know a, a few people that are in it. They actually did the shooting in, in New Jersey for this movie. And, uh, oh, did they? Yeah, yeah, they did some of the shooting here. And uh, the acting studio that I, that, you know, I study at, they, they actually did the casting. You know, I, I thought that one kid looked a lot like you. Oh no, I'm not in it. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm joking. You're short. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to advertise uh, my own movie that I'm not in. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I gotta. I just gotta do it out of you know. I gotta represent my peoples. Uh, a lot of good people in this movie. And uh, yeah, no, it definitely seems good. And you telling me what studio it's from actually inspires me to go see it more because I haven't seen Midsummer yet. I do want to, but uh, Hereditary and even like. I don't know if they also did The Witch. They did. But, like, those those slow-burn horror movies, really, they do it for me. So, uh, I wonder if this is a, actually, like, Red's not a kid, like, some angry teenager. He, he's, like, possessed by Satan or some bullcrap. <laughs> so, now I'm actually interested... Uh, I, I doubt that's gonna like happen, man. Myself now. <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen, dude. <laughs> Let me hope. Let me oh, hope no. and dream. Uh, low Tide, guys. If you haven't seen the trailer for it, go check it out. Man, I think we are ready to get into the final topic of tonight. You want to talk controversy, man? Yeah, talk about controversy. <laughs> this one, it just, you know... There's so much controversy in it. Let me tell you something, man. Back in the day, this book was actually controversial. <laughs> it, I, I think it was. So no, I it was. I was doing a quick Google search for scary stories to tell in the dark, like the book, and it was how like people were trying to ban it and stuff. So I think this this book was there was controversy. It was, and man. They were trying like Harry to. Potter. 
they were tr parents were trying to pull this book out of schools and it was based on the fact that the stories were too scary and the illustrations were too dark which i agree with the fact that the illustrations were very dark and fucking creepy the stories i would not say the stories were scary uh if you if you were intrigued by this book as a child you were intrigued by the awesome illustrations inside of it because they were fantastic yep yep but yeah, it was it was controversial back in the day. Parents did try to ban it from schools. Uh, didn't work. <laughs> um, Thankfully, so, yeah, it's a good thing. I wouldn't. No, I I literally have this book sitting right there, uh, about twenty feet away from me, and it's been there for years. It's a great book. It is. Um, if you're if you're a horror fan, chances are you probably have this book on your bookshelf because it's on mine as well. Um, but man, let's break this movie down. Quick little run through of cast and crew and whatnot. All right, so we've got Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. It was directed by Andre Overdahl. Uh, the name doesn't sound familiar. He directed the movie Troll Hunters. If you aren't familiar with that, go check it out. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix or Hulu. Uh, no, they took it off of Netflix. Mm -hmm. I was looking for it the other week, and I'm very upset by this. No! That was one of my favorite freaking movie troll oh. oh troll hunters is such a good movie it is a uh, it's found footage style <clears throat> but it is done so well and oh my god the special effects are it's so much fun i love that movie top notch oh love it love it and it's all it's it's one i had to read at least but because uh, it's all in uh norwegian I, I i believe yeah and yeah it's just a great movie if you it's Listeners, if you ever get a chance to watch it, freaking watch it. It's fantastic. Definitely watch it. When I first got Netflix, I think I watched that and I was like, oh, okay. And then it was subtitled. I was like, I don't know if I feel like watching a subtitle movie because at least for me, something with subtitles, it means like you really got to sit there and focus on it. And I put it on and I'm, I, man, I just got so entrenched once I saw the first troll pop on the screen. I was like, yes, yes, yes. The movie is incredible. Okay, so uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Uh, again, it is directed by Andre Overdahl, produced by none other than Guillermo del Toro. Once, Anytime you see del Toro's name pop up on the screen, you know you're definitely going to get a movie with great effects, especially when on the practical level, which you get a lot of good practical effects in this movie. We've got a cast including a lot of people I've never heard of before. Uh, Zoe Margaret Coletti, Michael Gar Garza, Gabriel Rush, Dean Norris, uh, he's actually not playing a cop this time, uh, Gil Bellows, uh, Austin Zodger, and Austin Abrams. Sorry for screwing up any names. Yeah, man, uh, so we've, we've got the actual story itself uh, revolves around a group of kids that go into a haunted house on Halloween night. They find a book of scary stories that was written by a woman who was believed to uh, still be haunting the house. They take the book. Cerebello. Cerebellum. She... So the kids end up leaving with the book, and as the days go by, empty pages starting to be start to be filled out randomly, uh, telling different stories, and each character's name is placed within this, their own story, and they are more or less haunted by this book. 
I'm going to get us started, man. Uh, as far as the, I'll start us with acting. Uh, the, the acting of the kids for me, I mean, it's nothing special. Me and you said before we started recording, uh, this movie seems like it's a, a gateway drug for kids to get into horror movies. Like it's, it's one notch above, uh, maybe a couple notches above like the Goosebumps movie. Whereas it's a, it's a little bit more over the top, definitely a little, a lot more scary than Goosebumps. Like, you do not have cute animals in this movie. You have scary... You don't have Jack Black making it come. Ex- exactly. Because of his mere presence. Exactly. Uh, you've, got, you've got the yeah. illustrations from the books coming to life, which I loved about this movie, man. Seeing these oh things on screen was, was so awesome. Great. Watch it. Like, the special effects. Can we just give a moment? Just give a moment. Because they were wonderful. Do you want a moment um, of silence? Because that's not good for a podcast. Oh yeah, no, I'm not not a moment of silence. It was, just, <laughs> it was so wonderful to to. And when we go into the spoiler parts, I'll, uh, some of the the monsters were just so. Actually, you know what? This one's on the poster art. The scarecrow Harold, fantastic. I loved him. He, his design was just wonderful. I I play Dungeons and Dragons in my spare time. There's a creature called scarecrows. And whenever I'm encountering them, that that Harold is what I'm going to be picturing because that's I mean, just the creep level is is there. The creatures, man, I, I agree with you. Harold was great. All these creatures, I loved, man. There wasn't not one of them did I dislike. Uh, if I was to say one had to be you know rated lesser than all of them, it would be the the toe woman. But even her design, man, classic look from the book. She's on the cover of one of of one of the books, I believe. And uh, fantastic. My favorite, just because it was kind of like a creepy cute and one of the classic images from the book as well, is the, the fat the fat creature. The who? The fat creature in the, in the red room. I don't want to go into spoilers just yet, but we're, we're going to hit spoilers okay. eventually, but not, not yet. Yeah. The, you know who I'm talking about? I think so. Yeah. Let's say yes. Okay. We'll say yes. Well, anyways, that was probably my favorite visual uh, for the creatures, and it, I, I just I love that part, man. That was probably my favorite part. But creatures, special effects, design, incredible. What did you think about the time period that this movie was placed in? I believe it was uh, took place in 1968. Uh, you mean 1968? Isn't that what I said? I, I heard 1868. I could be wrong, but uh, I heard listen, it. man. I got it recorded. I, I'll go back and check, but we'll say 1968 for right now. Okay, 1968. Yeah. So there's definitely a lot of, um, I feel they pushed the, the politics of the time a little too much on for the age and the type of movie that this is, like for, I, I just feel like if I'm, if I'm a kid, I'm not going to understand what the Vietnam conflict was and everything involved with that as to why, like some of the, they, they really throw that on within the first couple moments. It might be one of the first scenes of the movie where they just have swastikas drawn on stuff. Like, uh, I believe it was Reagan pictures. Now, mind you, it's supposed to be a few days before the election of 1968, which was a very heated election because we were in uh, Nam at the time. But it just, like, they, I feel they went 
heavy-handed with the politics. I agree, I agree with you. The the politics, like even though it was sprinkled out, it wasn't a main focus of the movie, but it was still sprinkled in there. It was completely unnecessary. We didn't need to see the politics being thrown in the movie at all. It, that is something that is in, affecting a lot of movies too, as far as politics or a, any political agenda. To, to just keep it out of the movie and tell the goddamn story that I want to see. Uh, I agree mm-hmm. with you, man. It didn't need to be there. I mean, there were two characters that were kind of relate like it kind of affect it but you could have skipped all of it and just like it, it wouldn't have taken if they were taking it all out you would have still understood exactly what was going on at least i would have but i don't know it, it just felt really heavy-handed also uh because you got your little new jersey call out i'd like to state that this movie gets a it gets a bonus from my book because it's based in pennsylvania oh you go boy uh, so so just you know, remember that <laughs> all these people are brave Pennsylvanians, the Keystone State, uh, <laughs> where where things and stuff and trees. That's what we got. <laughs> Man, most of uh, even horror movies back in the day, uh, you know, a lot of those were filmed in Pennsylvania. Yeah, Pennsylvania, man, this is a good place to get creepy at. It's a pretty creepy state. We have there's a lot of urban legends. There's a lot of creepy things that happen in here in this state yeah it's a, it's a pretty creepy state lots of wood which are creepy i guess i don't know <laughs> supposedly we have bigfoot spotting i haven't seen a bigfoot but you know pennsylvania's creepy i guess hey jersey's got the jersey devil nobody's ever seen him so you're one step ahead bigfoot of jersey would beat the crap out of jersey devil any day of the week jersey devil is a beautiful creature it's not gonna fight the bigfoot <laughs> Yeah, because he know he lose. Uh, man, let's talk about let's talk about these uh, you know these characters. Uh, I want to start off talking about the bully. I, I don't even remember his name, but um, Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. Uh, I hated this character. Uh, See, here's my main complaint with Tommy: is he the actor? I feel he the actor did a great job portraying what I believe the director went. Sure thing. He did a great job at that. However, he did not. He looked like, as a person, he looked more like a nerd than a jock. Yeah. Like, I, he just, in the beginning of it, he just signed up for the draft, and, and, which, once again, first two minutes of the movie. So, not really a spoiler. But, like, he just, the actor looks more nerdy. I could see him playing more of a nerdy role in the future. I, I didn't see why he was a jock. They should have gotten somebody that could at least look like they play football. Yeah, I agree with you. The actor himself probably did a good job for what he was told to do or what, you know, he was given with the character. The actual character, though, I thought was little over the top. Like, I guess he was actually drunk throughout most of it. But to me, he didn't come across as a bully. He just came across as a weird, weird guy with a letterman's jacket. Um, so I, I disliked him. Uh, a lot of the other main characters too. I, I really didn't care for them too much. I thought like uh, a couple of them were annoying. Uh, one was pointless. The, the main girl, uh, I thought she was great. Um, you thought she was what? I thought she was pretty good. Okay. Yep. I agree. Okay. Like, uh, at first she starts off like that statistic, like nerdy girl, kind of an outcast, but she, she performs really, really fucking good. I thought, especially, um, you know, towards the latter half of the movie, uh, she was, 
she was good. I liked her a lot. Rest of the characters, I, I, I'd consider them throwaways. You know, do you really care for them that much? They're, you know, they're kind of generic and annoying. You almost get like a cliche character listing. You know, you got the hot girl, you got the jock, you got the nerdy guy, you got the boy from out of town, you got the main girl, um, you know, the friend stuck in the, the best guy friend stuck in the friend zone. Like you've got, you've got them all added up in this movie and uh, that there's nothing really special about any of them. But, but let's, let's take a moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. To, to think about it from the minds of who this movie should be for, which is people who have only seen goosebumps. Correct. And, and are now like three years mm-hmm. older and want a more intimidating movie. That's still not intimidating. I honestly, I think all the characters were, uh, other than Stella and Tommy, I'm going to say all the male characters were useless. And I literally didn't care about them. Mm-hmm. But I think from like the mindset of a t- 10 to 12 year old, they'd probably think it was pretty cool. <sighs> I don't know. It's tough to say because I'm way older than that, and I should just, you know what, I'm just judging it from how I liked it. <laughs> Stella was great, Tommy was okay, everyone else was garbage. Yep, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, man, you're go, going down the hole a little too far with these characters. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, way too far. I'm like, this is, this is, uh, they were all garbage. It, um, yeah. I literally didn't care what happened to them, what their backstory was. Uh, some of them, it just, what happened to them didn't make sense for their character, in my opinion. Uh, we'll get to that when we get the spoilers. Or, yeah, for sure. That one. Um, I'm ready to wrap up the non-spoiler portion. I'm, I'm ready to get into spoilers. Like As far as direction goes, this movie was, I thought, directed pretty well. Uh, the characters, lackluster for the most part. You get a couple good ones here and there. Uh, the setting, I appreciated getting it out of the modern times that we're in, where we have cell phones and so much technology and putting it back in the 60s or the late 60s. I thought it was a good idea. Uh, I just wish the politics weren't in there. Uh, the creature design and special effects, very well done fucking incredible based on all that me and you pretty much agree on almost everything for this movie i don't think we've disagreed once about anything on this no not not so far anyway i mean it's yeah um if you had to if you wanted to are are you ready to move on or anything else you want to touch on before we get to spoilers um before we get to spoilers no everything i have after this is gonna be spoiler related but what if you were to grade it uh, one out of t- one through ten? What would you give it? I I would I would say uh, six and a half out of ten uh, because I I feel like it could be a seven if you're in in the younger age range. And for me personally, I thought the creature design was fantastic. I thought there were a lot of wins to this movie. Um, there were just some drawbacks. I mean, whenever you do stuff with kids, there's not great actors because they haven't had 20 years of experience but uh for me personally it was a six but i think it should be a seven out of ten for what it is and who it should be for in my mind at least okay me me and you oddly enough agree again on this i I gave it a six and a half out of ten as well um i wanted to give it a seven but uh, six and a half was my my final grade for it. I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. You know, keeping in mind that it is based 
for kids. It's a PG-13 movie. And the idea that it is a gateway movie for, you know, kids to get into horror, I appreciate that. Uh, I wasn't expecting a whole lot going into this movie. I was intrigued based on the fact that it was about this book series or this book from back in the day from our childhood. And I didn't hate this movie. I, I really enjoyed it. As far as recommendations go, I'm going to say, yeah, uh, go check this movie out. If you want to pay for it, you know, go check it out in the theater. I think it's definitely worth it. Uh, if you want to wait for streaming, wait for streaming. But I would say definitely go check it out while it's in theaters. Yeah, I, I agree. I um, I would recommend seeing it in theater, One, especially if you have, if you don't have your own kids, find a niece or nephew. Please don't just grab a random kid off the street. But, um, you know, find a, a consenting uh, child to go see the movie with you. I think it's uh, great to get kids, uh, well, teenage, young teenagers into horror. I, it's, it's not too scary, but it's scary enough. Uh, some, of it, some of the stuff is, is just stunning to see. But, uh, yeah, I, I would definitely buy this when it comes out on DVD, Blu-ray, digital release, whatever. And I would definitely stream this. Probably, it'd be a great, now that I've seen it, it's probably going to be like a great background movie for me when I'm doing other stuff. But yeah, it's, it's a, it was a fun watch. I enjoyed it. Absolutely, yeah. I'm definitely buying this too and using it for background as well. All right, let's, uh, let's hop into spoiler turf now, man. Anybody, if you have not seen this movie yet, pause right here. You know, you can come back at any time. Uh, go see the movie. Uh, if you don't care about it getting spoiled, stick around. But I recommend you pause it and go check it out. All right. So do we want to do this like, because we can skip the first 30 minutes of the plot and backstory buildup bullshit that they had in this Jesus movie. Christ, man. Were you in the theater with me when I saw this? Because I, <laughs> me and you were on the same page here. Like, I swear to God, dude. Um, yeah, the, the opening part is, it's all bullshit, but once we finally get to the haunted house and the, uh, the book, we finally start seeing the monsters, that's when the shit gets great. Yeah, the, the first part I, I was actually interested in was when Tommy was walking through the fucking, the, the cornfields to take the eggs to somebody else's house. I did not give a shit. Like, everything... Um, there's a part where the, the fucking Chuck, the one, the quote-unquote funny kid, decides to throw shit into uh, Tommy's car, not expecting retaliation for whatever fucking reason, but Tommy and his friends chase them through a movie, or a drive-through, or a drive-in movie theater, sorry, and um, they end up getting in a car with, uh, they introduce the character Ramon, and that whole scene was probably, like, they were in that car just sitting there for three to five minutes of my time. Not their time, my time. <laughs> just just doing nothing. Like, it was so dumb. And, oh, like, so drawn out, I feel. It, it was excessive. Dude, I, my, my eyes actually closed. <laughs> <laughs> my my eyes actually closed once they got into the car. Like I, I'm sitting in my normal spot at the theater. I have I got my hand on my head, my head on my hands, and I'm just my eyes closed. And I was just like, oh wait wait wait, I'm at the movies. And like yeah, dude, it was so fucking boring. <laughs> and then they tried, like you said, the the friend zone kid, Augie. They tried like, oh, I guess she's not your type then. Ha ha ha. Like a Ramon. 
see Saul Ramon checking out Bella. Yeah. I'm like, that's so dumb. And then all, like, out of nowhere, the freaking Tommy and his friends find this one car with the people. Like, my ass, okay? Fucking my ass. That whole drive-in movie theater part, just dumb. Waste of my time. Yeah. They even have, they dedicate it at least 30 seconds to to the staff of this drive-in movie theater telling Tommy and friends to get out of the movie theater. Oh, my there was God. There a back and forth between them. Oh, my God. That part. That, oh, my God. The... Oh, the, yeah, that part got, got to me, man. Uh, the the fact that it spent that much time of a guy coming up and saying, hey, man, come on, you got to go. What do you mean I got to go? Come on, you got to go. You get out of here. What do you, how about you come out of here with me? So, is this really fucking happening right now? What is this? <laughs> right? Right? That's, like you said, 30 seconds that could have been cut out of this movie. and. <laughs> Once it once they got to a haunted house, as soon as Stella looked at Ramon and was like, "You want to go to a haunted house?" I'm like, "Finally! Oh my God, yes! Let's go to the haunted house if something happens." Oh my gosh! And then things started happening. And then, and then I was very intrigued, and the movie went so much better, so much better from that. It, it gets so much better, but then somehow Tommy finds out that these are, guys are all at the haunted house. Like, <laughs> right? There, yeah. This, uh, it was a it, lot of yeah, silliness yeah. that uh, like stuff like that you can look past just because of the type of movie it is but uh the first you know that first portion of the movie where it's like really hard to get into it and these things are happening it's kind of like oh what the fuck how does he know that they're there how does he know uh, i i do want to pick on tommy for a little bit uh i didn't want to say this in before but i guess he was drunk the entire time he was on screen uh for most of it for a very good portion of it yeah was, well, was there ever first, i think not when he did the draft sign up but when he's next in scene he's throwing beer bottles at the Scarecrow Harold. Oh. Um, and then, then that's, he's basically drunk from then till his, till the end, till his end. Uh, he, he just came across as like someone with, I don't want to say special needs, but he, you know, he, he kind of came across like that to me. And I didn't realize he was drunk at all because I don't remember him drinking. Like I, the, you, oh yeah, you yeah, telling he me was. he's he throwing, definitely was. You tell me he's throwing the beer bottles. Like yeah, I, I remember that, but I don't remember him actually drinking. Like they never actually showed them like you know drinking and driving or anything like that. Like well, I'm pretty sure that's because it's PG thirteen, right? So because he's underage, I don't think like within the PG thirteen guidelines, they might not have been able to show him actually drinking. They had to allude to. It. But then shouldn't they have just left that out? Like why have him be drunk then? It 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 was that it was very confusing to me. I really thought he was like someone with like a, a mental problem, like the way he was talking and walking and everything. Like and that's not me trying to be mean. That's that that's what I actually thought he was. No, I I mean honestly, like I had forgotten that he was drinking. Like the whole basically there was a scene with Harold in the beginning where he threw the beer bottles at him and then I, I forgot about that until he pulls up to his parents' house or farm or whatnot, and mom yells out, and he's clearly, like, intoxicated. Or she says, have you been drinking? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, they did kind of allude that he was drinking. But, yeah, I definitely see where you're saying where they, if they did a poor job of trying to explain 
uh, that for sure. Because I could see how he came off as well, over the top asshole or mentally ill. Yeah. Like. With his demise, though, with uh, Harold the Scarecrow, that, that part was pretty fucking awesome. That was probably the greatest transformation I've ever seen. When he. So, what happens is he doesn't like the Scarecrow Harold. What, what I like about this, the book is it takes the fear of the kid or the, the victim and it uses that against them. So Tommy never liked this scarecrow who was called randomly called Harold who protected his parents' cornfield. And then when Harold comes, like he, uh, Tommy's walking through the cornfield to take eggs to the neighbors at midnight because they really need eggs right then and there. Yeah. Uh, but plot devices. I think it would have been better if he like crashed the car and had to walk home to the like through the cornfield. Like that's how, in my opinion, how they should have done it. Absolutely. But um, he had to take eggs. Uh, took eggs to, or was taking eggs, but, and then he keeps walking past Harold, and it's like weird because it's like he already walked past him, and you could even see Tommy was confused. Like uh, now I know I had a couple. But this shouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. And then he walks a little more, and he's like, "Hmm." And then he gets—I think it's the third or fourth time he sees him. It—he it, doesn't actually see Harold. It's just a post that Harold was on. And I'm like, "Oh, he's gonna get him. He's gonna get him." Yeah. <laughs> I was so excited. Because <laughs> <laughs> of all the characters, I'm so happy they started with Tommy because. He's the one I wanted to see, like, get murdered from the get Like, as soon as I saw Tommy's character, I want him to die. And he does. He, he does, yep. <laughs> but, yeah, he uh, ends up running away from Harold, who is moving very slow. And even the sound effects when Harold moves is fantastically creepy. Because it sounds like wood moving. And he's a scarecrow. Well, that's what it would be. Ah, so excited. When when you yeah when you see Harold moving like right behind him like running through the corn uh, stalks, it's like oh oh shit oh shit he, yes yes he's gonna come and then when uh, was it he, Tommy trips over the pitchfork he picks it up and like he stabs it into the hole that's in Harold's stomach I'm like you fucking idiot <laughs> you well, stabbed he did it the best he could okay yeah I, okay yeah he's drunk <laughs> uh, I forgot um, so then Harold pulls the pitchfork out of his hole and then shoves it into his back. And then once Tommy starts running, this is where I, w I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because like his screams start getting muffled. He's like throwing up and I'm like, what is going on? And then when he starts transforming into the scarecrow, I was like, that's fucking dope. Yeah, there was no blood, but they still had like a vicious, like you had, like there was the pitchfork went, the, the forks on it went through uh, Tommy. And instead of blood, little pieces of straw came out. Yeah. Which was freaking awesome. And then the watch Tommy transform into a scarecrow was freaking. Bro, it was. That was probably my favorite special effect of the movie. It was so clever, like you bringing up the fact that there was no blood. Instead, they replaced the blood with uh, straw. That was so clever to do that to make this movie PG thirteen, because you can think that like like the things that were happening to him is like when he's you know spitting up the straw. It's like 
you know, if you get stabbed in that area of your body, you usually see in the movies, people are coughing up blood. It was so well done. And I, yeah, man, the special effects were amazing. And I love seeing it. Yeah. Harold, every time Harold was on screen, I was that. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was good stuff. Uh, the I want to talk about my favorite creature, which is the uh, the Red Room, the big woman in the Red Room. Okay, that's what I thought you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that that scene was my favorite part. With uh, what was the kid's name? It was. Uh, that was Chuck. Chuck. Chuck is. Uh, he, he, in portions of the movie leading up to this, he's talking about dreams that he has about the red room and the big white woman coming after him. And I thought this scene was very well done because uh, he's, they go to the hospital and they said, oh, oh man, here's the part that was so cheesy to me. When they're asking the receptionist at the hospital about seeing records and then the, and the woman's like, oh no, we don't give out records for anybody and this and that. And then random guy out of nowhere goes, oh, records, you can find those in the red room. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's in the red room. To be fair, though, that guy is me at work. Like, I would 100% be him. Like, Wait, hold oh, on. Wait, they're looking for records? Yeah, just send them to the red room. You guys, oh, yeah. I'm not supposed to be telling you this, but I'm just some random guy back here. I'll tell you exactly what you need to know. It was just... I don't get paid enough to care. He's a fucking doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get... It. Yeah, but he's a mental health doctor. Trust me, they don't get paid it now. <laughs> okay. Well. Mental health doctor working for the state in the 60s, not, not, not enough money. Okay, okay, I'll take your word for it. Um, <laughs> he says, yeah, you can, find, you can find those in the red room. Chuck's been saying the whole time that he's dreams of the red room and then he's like i can't go there i can't go there so he splits up from them they go find the red room and then so he's wandering through the halls and then all of a sudden the pages start getting filled out with chuck's story and he's seen by like some orderlies and the they chase him down and they end up sounding the alarm so the lights turn red saying that there's an emergency and he's like oh my god dude that part was pretty awesome i love the switch there where it was like he it wasn't a room he ended up getting caught in but it was like the hallway or the corridor at the hospital there the the emergency lights being red is what caused him to be in that scenario and then when you see go ahead i I liked um whenever she because she was walking towards in, in the hallway uh towards him and whenever she went under a light it actually went white and it really showed like the the pale woman yeah. pale lady and that was so i like that they didn't just make it red for the whole thing that yeah. there was flashes of white when she uh that made it a lot scarier oh yeah i i agree with you man i loved I loved her, the creature for her, just because she smiled the entire time and it, that it just added an extra creepiness to it. And but she was she was kind of like adorable, like literally the image of her is taken directly out of the book. And she's <laughs> when he, uh, you know, runs back and forth and he keeps seeing her at the end of each corridor. And it's like that, like being stuck in a room where the walls are closing in on you. Essentially, that's what her creature does to him. So no matter what hallway he goes down, he's always seeing her. And then when she finally gets him and like, you know, starts hugging him, like her mouth is right there. And I'm like the entire time, dude, this is the this is one part where that sucks. That this movie was PG-13 because what I was seeing happening was her big smile opening up and us seeing fangs and her just like swallowing him. But instead she like absorbs him into her belly, which, 
you know, you, you do what you got to do for a PG-13 rating. But um, <clears throat> overall, that that was that was my favorite scene of this movie. Yeah, no, that was definitely that was freaking great. I, I uh, once again, all the monsters were fantastic. She was definitely great. I love the pale lady and the red room. I didn't like what Stella and Rome. So first off, and I get it, it's classic horror stuff. Never split the party. Stay together. Yep. Always stay together. And that's what, as soon as Chuck, like, ran off and Ramon and Stella were both like, oh, yeah, run off, off. Like, Stella's a horror movie fan. She should know better than to suggest for him to run off. Bro, I didn't even think of that. Oh, shit, you're right. Yeah, she should not have said that. Yeah, she should have known better. She should have been like, dude, you have to stay with us. We'll be good together. Stay with us. And instead, she says, just stay here where it's safe. Just don't get caught by anyone. And, uh, yeah, it, 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 that, that was one of the parts that I kind of got pissed off at Stella. And that might have been the only part, actually, where I was like, that's just bad writing. But yeah, and then when Stella and Ramon were in the actual Red Room, which was like records, evidence, whatever, they instantly found what they were looking for. It, that was a hundred years old in like come on yeah come that, on. that was silly that was really silly um oh they man have had a, a searching montage i would have respected that yeah uh, i mean i'm glad that they just found it because i it would have been a repeat of the drive-in you know like we're sitting here watching them look through files and files and files and it's like oh come on already um but. if they could spend time kicking tommy out of the drive-in movie theater they could have spent 30 seconds doing a little searching montage of okay. Stella and Ramon kissing. And also, can we quick talk about that? What's that? The love story between a 15-year-old girl and a at least 18-year-old guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because... there's no way Stella's, like, over 15. Like, that's max. I'm saying 14, 15-year-old she was. I mean, if they're going trick-or-treating, the, the it, chances it was, are they're not 18 or 17. They're They're probably, like... 14. Yeah. Yeah. And and Ramon had to have been at least 18 because he was it found out later he's a draft dodger. And so you you have to be 18 to be put into the draft. At least currently, I'm pretty sure it was that way back in Vietnam too. Yeah, I'm think I'm honestly, no. man, I, I I can't really speak on it because I'm not 100% sure, but I'm I want to say it was like 16 was the draft age. Uh, I could very well be incor- incorrect. Um, so Are you googling it right now? Yep, I sure am. <laughs> draft age for Vietnam. 18 to 25 years. Okay. All right. So you have to be 18 to 25 years old to be drafted. All right. So yeah, so that's that an awkward. That's an awkward was, love triangle. He was at least 18 years old, mm. heavily flirting with what was a 13 to 15 year old girl. Dude, you know what? Um, speaking of like looking through the files though when they go to the library and they're looking through all the records it was like uh usually in like modern horror nowadays if you know you have a supernatural or um serial killer movie where it's like you're not sure what it is that you're going up against these characters usually you know hop on google and they do a search of uh you know what is slender man or something like that 
uh, this, you know, being in the, in 68, there's no Google. So like <laughs> they have to go to the library to do their research. I, I thought that was kind of funny. It was like a little, it, it, it was silly, but I liked it. Yeah, no, I did too. I, um, I liked, even when they, when they were in the library, like, uh, doing the research and it's like they had food, like they knew what they were doing. This was their day to day back then. And I, I, I liked that. The, the whole library montage was, was actually really cool. Um, I wish something... Wait, didn't... Something did happen in the library, didn't it? Oh, that was when um, they uh, they listened to... Bruce, the Red Dot story started yeah, happening. Yeah, that's when... Yeah, the Red Dot happened. Because they saw the, red, the ketchup stain on uh, Chuck and thought it was about him. Yeah, but it's actually about Augie's sister. Was it Augie's sister? No, 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 Chuck's yeah. sister. Chuck's sister. That, that was Chuck's sister, yeah. yeah. Ruth was Chuck's sister. Which, she was probably, I think, of all the stories, hers was the one I thought was least impressive. But at the same time, I kind of get why, because she wasn't an important character. It yeah. was just, I think her story was to prove that this is based off of the, like, because at this, I think it was... Just Tommy, it was Tommy, Augie, who we should talk about Augie then, and then Ruth. And Ruth was like the, the proof that was the book is writing these stories and the stories are happening to them as the book is writing it. And then they're trying to intervene when it's happening. Yeah, I mean, the what, what was even like it was she her part was definitely the least impressive but you know again they were gone after they were using like the more classic stories from the book what led up to these you know stories being written about them it was the own their own fears that they felt throughout the movie so like chuck having dreams about the red room and the pale woman uh ruth when they were in the haunted house she walked into a spider web that's why she got the spiders coming out of her face uh tommy was afraid of the scarecrow Augie, I don't understand why the toe thing happened to him. He was a health nut. Oh, he was a health nut. He was, yeah, because when, so when Chuck was eating candy, oh, Augie that's was like, right. you shouldn't be eating that, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he kept pointing out, like, all of the, all of the flaws and all these foods and everything. So, oh, dude, that makes, that makes sense now. So, okay, yeah, so each of them had, like, their own little thing leading up to these things be happening to them i thought that was really a real clever way to tie the stories in the beginning of the movie was slow uh the the very ending of the movie the last scene absolutely uh pissed me off garbage yeah i i hated that ending uh it le completely leaves it open for a sequel totally unnecessary uh ramon ends up going to serve or is he on the run no he's i believe he's he enlisted Okay, so he um, ended up going. And he's serving. That, that's what I believe happened. That's how I took it. I could be wrong, but that, that's how I'm taking it. That, that's how I took it, that he was going to serve. And then, for whatever reason, Ruth is with Stella, and they're going to find Augie and Truck because they're still out there. I, it was uh, not, not a good ending. Yeah, I agree. It was uh, terrible. The ending was garbage. I think they should have just ended it uh, two minutes earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and and if they wanted to do another scary sto scarier stories to tell in the dark, they should have just 
a whole new cast during a whole new time period during a whole like do that instead like I don't want to see Stella again or no. Ramon or Ruth this is this is not the kind of horror movie where you need the same cast to come back it's you, you can easily make this an anthology series with a different cast different you know different characters you don't you don't need the same characters you can have different stories there's plenty of stories to choose from yeah it, it, it was just it was a little they were clearly set yeah if they wanted to do a second one they could have just gone to another haunted house and have another book or some nonsense there um that was scarier like and that's how it's scarier stories to tell in the dark book cover somewhere mm. And that, that that would have been a much better cliffhanger, at least for me. Uh, I, I just, how they did it with them driving in a truck to find Augie and Chuck was dumb. Yeah. And they, I mean, gone. I do get neither one of those characters, you actually, you didn't see them die. They both got stuck into something. Um, Augie, uh, we didn't talk about, he was hiding under his bed like freaking idiot never hide under the bed it's always a terrible place to hide if you're ever if your house is ever being invaded or something because you're in a prone position you can't do anything from that position yeah so when they find you which they will you're dead and then uh chuck uh so augie got pulled he was under the bed and then he started climbing out and he ended up getting pulled deeper under the bed into the wall and just disappeared because magic. And then uh, Chuck, uh, as Rob said, he got absorbed into the pale lady. So technically, they're both in an alternate. Like, they could both be somewhere in existence, somehow. But I'd hate to be going through whatever the fuck they're seeing. The actual story um as far as where sarah bellow falls into place you need it in the you need it in the movie but uninterested in that yeah it's not very interesting at all you it's it's like you have to have it but at the same time i can do without it it's it's not very interesting at all yeah yeah it was it was um she became the monster they thought she was and now we must tell her she's not the monster she's she thinks she is. But we still have to tell her she's a monster. So she'll feel bad yeah. about what it is that she's doing to us. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it was, it was, yeah, the whole Bellows thing, like, can't there just be a magical book? Yeah. That just fucks with people's yeah. lives, like. Bro, back in the day, there, uh, it just hit me right now. Uh, there was this uh, film contest that I entered. It was the, uh, fuck, what was it? It was like Ghost in the Machine or Ghosts of the Machine contest where you submitted a story and all this. And if you got enough votes online, your movie, your story would be made into a movie. And uh, my movie was called The Tomorrow Book where it was a this guy who was bullied all the time, he drew like all the people that bullied him at like dying in like all these bizarre ways. So then one night when they're like terrorizing this kid, they end up killing him. So then all the pictures in his book end up coming to life. Like I'd, there was one scene where there was a girl who was being eaten by a squid. Oh. When they find the book, they're like, well, she's 
getting eaten by a squid. We live in Ohio. We're nowhere near an ocean. Like, we don't have anything to worry about. But the one night when the girl's taking a bath, squid arms just come up out of nowhere and wrap themselves around her. But it was like shit like that would happen. So, like, it, it just fucking hit me right now. I've written this story before. <laughs> yeah. It, it I, I like your, uh, where it's just, it, there's no, it's happening. You can't stop it. It's, it's all going to happen. Everyone that's going to die is going to die because you broke rules. Yeah, you can. There's no fixing it. There's. You can burn the book. You can put the book back where it's supposed to be. It's not going to matter. It's going to show up on your bed, you know, later on in the night. You're fucked pretty much. There's no way out of it. You're not going to go tell the spirit of the person that's doing this to you. Uh, you're a monster. It's like, okay, that's not going to work. You're a monster, but not really. Please, please stop. Please stop, please. At the end, I thought there was going to be like a switch where Stella was Sarah Bello because Ramon like puts his hand on her broken glasses and I was like, Wait a minute. Oh, I, I totally thought she was going to die in the haunted house. Oh, you thought she was going to... 100%. Yeah, bro, dude, I thought that Stella was Sarah Bello. Like, it was like uh, like she's been a ghost this whole time. Oh, that would have been so cool, too, where she was Sarah. Yeah, but... And Stella dude, was Sarah, but in the past... Oh, that would have been so cool, too. Yeah, because at the end scene, Ramon's, like, crawling around, and, like, he puts his hand down, and he picks up broken glasses, and he's like, what the heck? And then, like, the next scene is Stella getting taken away by uh, Sarah Bello's brothers, and her glasses fall off. And I'm like, oh, fuck, she's been Sarah Bello this whole time, but how is that going to work? How is that going to make sense? And to me, would it seem like that's what the plan was going to be when they were making the movie? And then they were like, hey, guys, this doesn't make sense. We'll just change it to a point where he just gives her the glasses back and hopefully nobody notices. But I fucking noticed, Jeremy. I fucking noticed. <laughs> <laughs> you sure did. <laughs> I I was I was definitely the last once they got back in that haunted house the last time. So I really I really liked the jangly man, he was uh, cool. which was Ramon's creature. Uh, for those that we, we didn't talk about him too much, he he was probably on screen the most of all the creatures. Yeah. Um, but he, quick, I, I want to comment. Um, the dog, I thought it was weird how it was barking, and that is actually part of the original Jangly Man, uh, me, Ty, Doe, T, Walker story, which I, I like that they had that. I, I, I just appreciated that they added the dog, which they didn't have to, and then the dog also did die or get hurt, which I also like because animals should never be hurt because animals are pure and innocent. Jesus Christ, Jeremy, you are not my doppelganger. You are my same. <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you, like, you, you, you're, I swear to God, man, you're on like the same wavelength as me. It's, it's incredible. I, I try. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, just don't, don't hurt dogs. The only, the only movie I've ever seen where a dog died that I was like, I, I wasn't okay with it and it really hurt me. But it was, um, oh gosh, of course, now I forget it. It was a Will Smith movie. No. Where he's in New York. I Am Legend. And he, I Am Legend. Yep, oh, that's the God. only one that I've ever seen where I was like, I get it. And I, I it had to happen. That, the movie, uh, the movie itself, man, uh, but, bro, that part is like a chick flick for guys. Like, I, I, I don't think I've ever talked to one guy that, like, didn't shed a tear at that scene. Right? Uh, it's so... Mm, but it had to happen. It had to. 
Yeah, unfortunately. But back but. to uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. Uh, the jangly man was chasing Ramon through the the house in present day, while Stella was in the haunted house, but like in the 1870s, which was cool because like as Ramon like Ramon would say something and Stella would sometimes hear it if it was important to the plot, and Stella would say or do something and it would change. Ramon's outlook like it, it was cool how they were interacting without actually being in the same time but through magic stuff I, I did like that and the Jangly Man was freaking oh ooh, so so good Jangly- all the monsters were so good but Jangly Man was wonderful Jangly Man was awesome that actually reminded me of the trolls from Troll Hunter once he comes through the chimney <gasps> like he had the same facial expressions yeah. and everything right um, yeah, shit. He has. It, it's a very good. Di- uh, yeah, he looks a lot like the troll from Troll Hunters. Bro, this um, is a. It was a good combination of uh, you know design. Like you got Del Toro and the director of Troll Hunters. Like they each. It seems like they each got their own little uh, form of artistic input on these creatures. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. The creatures were fantastic. I I love. So anytime we were in like one of the scary stories, I was so involved. Oh, yeah. I just loved everything that was happening in the scary story. When it went from, when it, the scary story was over to the, and it went to the, uh, like, the in-between scary story times, I did not, I, I did not give a shit what yeah. was happening. With the jangly man, once you first get introduced to him, and you've got the idiot cop that you pretty much dislike throughout the entire movie, he's, he just fucking stands there. A head comes falling down the chimney, and you just go, what the hell? And then he starts shooting it he when it talks. shoot it. <laughs> he shoots it, like, all right, you shot it. But now you're seeing all these other limbs and a torso fall down, and they start moving together, and you're still just fucking standing there dude run you just heard these kids tell you about all this crazy shit that's going on and you're just gonna stand there while these demented body parts put themselves together and dude when the jangly man stands up and snaps the cop's neck i was like holy fuck so rob let me put myself back okay (laughs) what'd you say what you're not understanding rob what you're not understanding is this was a cop in pennsylvania in 1968 he didn't legally know how to run because it's against being a man in that time period. <laughs> you can't run from things. He had to stand his ground and die because that's what an American would do. Okay? So to tell him he should run at that moment <laughs> in that situation, it's out of the question for him. He had to stand his ground because he's an American man in 1968. Us liberals today, us, us millennials, you know, we... We could have ran, we would have ran, but not, not true, true American heroes, like that unnamed cop. All right, all right, all right. I will take myself out of my character and be like, yeah, no, he totally should have run just like that dog. As soon as the dog got out, he should have also, I'm out, have a good day, guys. Dog was woo, woo, woo. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, fuck this. And yeah, that's what the cop should have done, too. Yep, yep. Well, 
100%. But, dude, when's the... When... Ah, you know, he's barking weird. I should take him to the vet. You guys have a good night. You're comfy. Have a good night. Okay, <laughs> let's go to the vet. <laughs> Can and you let us out? No, out. I got to take him to the vet. The uh, Once the jangly man stands up and snaps his neck, though, I was like, damn, it just got intense right here. Like, you, you really haven't seen, like... Other than Tommy getting stabbed with the pitchfork, it wasn't very violent. You know, you had the spiders, you know, come out of the cheek. You had uh, getting drug under the bed, you know, just being absorbed into a belly. But then actually seeing someone get their head snapped or their neck snapped. Yeah, Jangly Man fucked some shit up. He sure did. He really did. He, he, was, he was the monster that I think I would fear the most in that situation. All the other ones, I'm like, I know how to get away. Jangling man? Nah, you're screwed. And when he was walking, like, all bent over and... Oh, I hate that. Yeah, it was was really creepy. He'd walk on all fours, but, like, his belly up and back arch. It was so, like, the girl from Exorcist, um, Reggie. It it kind of reminds me of that. When she came down the steps, all weird, like, ugh. What, what else we got? That, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I'm thinking we wrap it up pretty soon. Let me, let me see. Uh, no, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. I would definitely, yeah. Uh, the main cop, or the guy, unnamed cop, he was a cool dude. He shouldn't have died. Uh, also, how convenient for Jangly Man to throw the cop with the keys to the cell right next to the cell. What a nice guy, Jangly Man. <laughs> Um, yeah, that when that happened, I was like, "Oh, come, ah, fuck it!" <laughs> Literally, man, yeah. I, I didn't even pay attention to it at that point. I was like, "Fuck it!" <laughs> I was like, "That's kind of convenient," but yeah. otherwise, they'd both be dead right here. So, yeah, because dumb. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was uh, honestly a really good movie. I'd like to see it again. I might take younger cousins to go see this movie because I think it's definitely something they would be interested in and when I say younger I mean like 10 to 14 range yeah if you take anyone to see it that's like under 10 you're just that's a little too young for Although, sure I definitely saw one of the I think the first Annabelle movie me and my mom went this was a couple of years ago and behind us was a like grandmother and a maybe five to six year old girl and I, I was listening to one of your previous episodes and you guys talked about the situation with I believe Chucky I swear it was the same freaking girl that was watching Annabelle where they just had no reaction she, it was like she wasn't there I jumped probably more times than she did <laughs> ridiculous little girls are the bravest people I've ever met yeah, man. I, I went and saw um, Crawl, and I had a not similar situation because I. But there was a bunch of kids in that theater, and I, I'm surprised, man. I mean, I, I know my dad; he would bring me in to go see horror movies when I was young too. My brother would bring me, so like, I, I, I don't think too much of it when I see you know kids in the theater because um, if the kids are into it, they're into it. But uh, yeah, man. I usually if they're there seeing it they're into that kind of stuff already at that point in time so it's like they they might not react to it the same way they might not really understand a lot of it the way they should be understanding it like uh when i was little i i wasn't scared of jason because he killed people i was scared of him because he broke through doors um <laughs> to be fair that's pretty intimidating it, doors, it, are, doors are tough 
Yeah, man. Like I'm a kid. I'm thinking like I can just close the door and lock it and be safe. But I'm seeing this big guy just break through the fucking door. It's like to me that's scary. I didn't think of anything of him like killing people. Yeah, that, that that's that's funny, man. That you had kids in your theater though. But yeah, I would definitely take uh, kids to go see this. Uh, once again, 10, 10 and up. Yeah. 10 to like fourteen. Pride, fantastic. As Rob said, it's a great gateway to horror movie. Mm. Honestly, it's just like the book was probably you and I and a lot of other big horror movie adults now are big horror fans now like that book it was given to me when I was a, a freaking kid and I read it and it's probably one of the first actual book books I, I read without being assigned it as a kid like yeah. I just I loved it so it was and just see it made into a movie was great because it's just it's another form of media to get people involved in horror and horror is one of my favorite genres so the more the merrier definitely man i've got nothing else to throw in i think we've talked about pretty much everything i'm gonna say shit dude uh thanks for calling in had a great back and forth with you on a, on a whole bunch of topics tonight and uh dude you by all means uh i know we talked about this beforehand if you ever want to come on again talk about uh, you know any paranormal movies horror movies man uh just hit me up man you're always welcome yeah oh great uh yeah i'll definitely i'll look forward to doing this in the future with you uh Whenever a good movie comes out, good in my opinion, movie comes out. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, just like I said, man, just hit me up, let me know, and uh, you know, I wish I could have you in person, but you know, you live in Pennsylvania, I live in Jersey. It's not a not an easy commute, so uh, you know, if it, we'll just keep doing it via tech at this point. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Let's uh, let's call it quits here. Yeah. All right, guys. I'm um, <laughs> I think we've been doing this for over two hours. This might be uh, pretty freaking long. We're hitting the. This is going to be the longest, uh, <laughs> longest I've ever uh, done so far. But that's okay, man. I I, I don't I, I I don't care. <laughs> it was a good. We had a good back and forth, and I appreciate that. So, uh, guys, uh, again, guest tonight, Jeremy. Thank you so much for being on, man. Uh, everybody, I hope... Oh, bro, do you have anything you want to plug, or...? No. no <laughs> nothing. I, I would... I do... I just exist in the world. I do nothing. I am just a person that, that works and, and, and loves movies. <laughs> and things. All right, man. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to Gizmo's Corner yet again. Tune in next week. We're going to be giving our review on the new mutants. I hope you guys are ready for that. Later. Later.